capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is David Carmichael II, and this is the Caps in the World podcast. I am your host, and I have another great special guest. Um, before I go into that, I just want to give a shout-out to all of our Spotify listeners and all of our Apple Podcast listeners. Um, thank y'all for continuing to listen to our show. Um, and if you haven't already, please leave a review on our podcast, and please spread the word. Just get the word out to everyone. Um, and this is episode 42 of the Caption World Podcast, and I have a great special guest. Um, this is like my first, I guess, international guest. Well, as far as like talk, talking to someone um, in a whole different country. Um, she is uh, in Japan right now, um, in, and her name is Nat Soon Otsuki. I don't know if I pronounced that correct. My name is Natsune. That's a nay. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, you're so basically you go by Nana or Nana. How how do you say that? Yeah, Nana. Nana. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. And um, you can call me Nana. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and she is from Japan. Um, so are you from? You're actually from Tokyo, Japan, or where? No, I lived in this another another place from Japan, but oh. now I'm I'm in Tokyo now. Okay, awesome, awesome. And um, Nana is a self-mastery enthusiast and a re-owned deep thinker. Um, she is the author of The Game of Self-Domination and the host of Life Up Education TV. Um, so how are you doing today? Yeah, thank you very much for having me, by the way. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Can't complain. Um, I know we were just talking about the time difference. Um, it's Wednesday, uh-huh. eight forty-five over here in America, in, in Virginia, and you just told it's me nine nine a.m. here. <laughs> nine a.m. over there. Nine a.m. Yeah. Thursday, Thursday morning <laughs> over there. So it's like a thirteen-hour difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, that's awesome, man. Anna. Yeah. And, and speaking of Japan, um, it was crazy because like earlier this year, before like the COVID-19 stuff came to America. Um, mm-hmm. it, before this whole thing, you know, affected the whole world, um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about, like, going out of town, like, going on a trip on my birthday. My birthday is in October. Okay. Yeah. October? I, yeah. And, oh, um, okay. Yeah. It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming I up. I mean, not really. It's, <laughs> no, what it's, is it, June? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's four months. <laughs> right, it's June, but it'll be here. It'll be here very soon. It'll be here before you know it, so... Exactly. Time flies. It definitely does. And I was just talking about like, you know, be like in January, I was like, yeah, I want to go like overseas on my, you know, for a birthday trip. And I was trying to figure out who, you know, which one of my friends and family wanted to go with me. And, and one, one of the destinations we were talking about was, um, was Japan was going to Tokyo. Oh, okay. Come through. Definitely I know that you'll love it because you, you're into fashion. Yes. And, um, yeah, like, the it's, fashion is very much influenced in Japan. Like they have a great um, streetwear um, influence over there in Japan, Tokyo, and just fashion in general. And they, I would definitely love to see that. And um, unfortunately, you know, the COVID nineteen kind of messed things up. But you know, mm-hmm. once all this um, clears over, 
I would definitely would like to um, start planning that trip and being a yeah, trip definitely. I know you'll love it. Yes, and I definitely have to link up with you. You know, whenever I make it over there, yeah, hit be me my up. little tour guide. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll definitely hit you up. Um, so yeah, but about you though, so um, so yeah, so you are you have a book and you have um, you're the host of um, Life Up Education TV. Um, but before mm-hmm. we talk about that, um. You know how so you basically grew up in Japan, correct? Yeah, I was born and raised in Japan, and I also lived in the states. Okay. Uh, for seven years. Okay. And then I came back, uh, to Japan after that, and now I'm kind of on my way trying to figure out how to get back to the states. But obviously, this year has been kind of crazy year for the USA. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but how's everything over there? Like. Is everything how how's everything going on? Um, it's going better. Um, you know, in Virginia, um, is there you know in the in the USA we have um three phases. Like they have like phase one, which is like the first phase of trying to like open stuff back up. Um, mm. so like they you know they're opening up restaurants back open and different places like that. But I think like at like fifty percent capacity. And I think the gyms are like 30% capacity. Um, so they're trying to take their time. I think phase two is supposed to be next month in July. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm guessing once phase three gets here, that's when like everything will be somewhat back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like everywhere we go now, you still got to wear a mask whenever you go anywhere. And um, yeah. I see. Well, this is actually a great topic for me because I purposely kind of planned it, planned my book launch around now because there are so, I know that there's so many negativity going around. There's so many like, you know, people losing hope, like so many people kind of like consumed by what's going on and, you know, energy wise and everything. And my book, it's all about, it talks about, um, well, successful mindset building. Mm-hmm which basically explore a lot about like you cannot be victim like regardless of how harsh the reasons are or situations can be like at the end of the day you are in your charge uh, you are in charge and then when we talk about like a pure perspective of self like development you always needed to have that approach where you say you know what like you know regardless of all these crazy things happening to me like I would have to stand up for myself. So that's that's very like a center message of my book. So I kind of like planned it to come out around this time because I know that a lot of people can benefit from it. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, people can definitely relate to that, especially during this time, because, you know, as far as, you know, people, people's um, businesses and just trying to live your life, um, like you used to live is like everything's different now. So it's people, a lot of people are discouraged and feeling down. And it's like, you know, am I going to ever be able to have my regular life again or, you know, whatever that was. And, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, it, everything is like a, um, a stepping stone. Like stuff is always going to be in our way, different obstacles, um, that might be in our way. And this is an obstacle that everybody at the same time is, is facing. So it's like, everybody can kind of relate to each other. Exactly. Um, There's just so much uncertainty, you know, and uncertainty is a scary thing for everybody. And to me, I think, you know, negativity and uncertainties are 
a lot easier to spread, you know, than positivity and willingness or positivity and inspiration. So I think the more voice you can deliver to the world that it's more positive, more inspirational, more possibility, more opportunities, that's better for the world. And I want to be a part of that side. I don't want to spread that message out saying like everything is hard, like everything is impossible, like, you know, because I think that's the voice humanity need. I mean, I guess both, both voices are needed in order to balance out the world. Mm-hmm. But then uh, when it comes to like a progress or moving forward, you definitely need inspiration and uh, sense of opportunity, sense of possibility, right? And then that's, that's how us uh, humanity got to where we are today. So I definitely want to keep that like positive side of voice speaking to us. And I want to be a part of it. Most definitely. Now I definitely commend you for doing what you're doing. Cause, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes we think that people aren't listening to us when we try to give words of encouragement, but you never know who's listening and who can benefit mm-hmm. from, from what you have to say. And, you know, by, pe- by us sharing our own experiences on what we've been through, that can help someone else, you know? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's you know, as far as spreading positivity, that's always a great thing. You know, you want to keep that energy around you because that can help you, help you and other people um, be able to, um, you know, be in a in a great space and a great mind space. You know, as far as especially you know, mental health is like a thing that's been around for a while, but you know, it's a like this time right now and a couple of years ago, we've been really focus focusing on mental health and how it's important to. Um, you know, have these positive thoughts in your mind because we all, you know, might have negative thoughts and think that certain things are hard to do and difficult and might get difficult at times. But, you know, it's all it's important that we all help each other out. So um, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, we can let's backtrack a little bit. Um, and I, I went and read um, kind of like your little your bio um, from the link you sent me about your book and everything. And uh, yeah. I know you had, you know, kind of some of some of your own struggles and you, you had to make it through that. So I know I read one thing where it says you were almost kicked out of high school. Um, so, like, how how did that almost come about? Right. So this is still kind of like emotional story for me. Not the fact that I was almost kicked out by my high school. I didn't give a fuck. Right. But what I <laughs> what I felt like kind of emotional was that like you know for the first time I kind of like broke my trust from my parents that was a big deal for me because parents were like one of the very closest to person almost I treated them almost like my best friend you know and then I actually uh, came to the moment where they really had to face a tough love against me where they say look if you're not gonna change like, I don't want you to live with me anymore. Like, this is exact word came out from my mom. And somebody who I always trusted, somebody I always loved, somebody, you know, so it was very emotional time. So what happened was I was very confused. I Growing up in a Japanese education system, I um, I was always different. I, I, I guess I... I'm a lot more like Americans. I have my own identity. I have my own opinions. But the way the education is structured in Japan, I know this is something American people say uh, education system in America, 
but this is hard truth in Japan when it comes to Japan is right. that here you're programmed to be a robot. Like you're not programmed to be individual. The education system here doesn't teach you to have opinions. And mm -hmm. if you have opinion, you're outlier. Therefore, they want to banish you or they want to banish your character at, right. at least. Right. And that's that's why like a lot of things here are taught to be either correct or wrong, correct or incorrect. That's the way they teach stuff here. So they don't ask you for your opinion, but they ask you if this answer is correct or if this answer is wrong, right? And I suffered a lot in that system because I was always opinionated and then I always had things to say, but then the voice I had was not appreciated, right? And then because I was different, like people and also adults, teachers treated me as a loser because I didn't follow the rules basically. And I didn't want to, because I wouldn't, I'm the person who wouldn't follow a rule if the rule doesn't make sense to me. Right. Right. So I was always in this way. So at some point I got so confused. I was just so stressed out that I had to follow rules that didn't make sense to me because otherwise I would be loser. I would be labeled as a loser. Um, I just couldn't keep lying to myself. And then I chose myself over the society, over other people. And I did what I thought was right for me, right? Because mm -hmm. all the rules that set, they set up is not meant to be designed for everybody. But then that fact was completely ignored. So I finally broke it. And then, you know, I went because, you know, I was still a teenager and everything, like, um, my, that like a revenge feel or whatever, like, you know, the fact that I felt like I wanted to prove everybody wrong or something like this, uh -huh. like kind of got out of control. And then I started like, you know, trying to figure out who I was, like trying to figure out why I wasn't fitting. And then I found other group of friends who were sort of like a bad influence, quote unquote, uh, around me. And I started hanging out with them. And then the society and the teacher, everybody saw me as a loser even more, right? Right. Um, but then I just didn't want to agree with the society, just didn't want to agree with the teacher. And I was just making troubles constantly. And then finally, my mom, like, like I said, like told me, like gave me this tough rub, right? Like, and then I just felt like, okay, well, I started all this. I started, like, I was meant to be someone that I am um, by, you know, not following rules and following the only rules that was applicable to me. But then now I'm just, like, doing things just because I don't want to follow the certain rule. So at that point, with that tough love, I kind of noticed that, okay, well, I... I wasn't focusing on finding myself anymore. I was like, I was desperate of like wanting to belong to somewhere else, like somewhere that, you know, I was trying to fit into this, like a bad kids, whatever. Right. But then I decided after, after that tough love, which is something that I talk about uh, in my book as a part of mental transformation, this is the first phase. Your first phase of, you know, committing to a decision, committing to be a better person. You need to have desperation and inspiration. And then, so you need, you, you can't only have 
enabler saying like, oh, don't worry, you're doing your best, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh-huh. then you would have just put yourself into, um, into, um, how do you say? Victim, like victim statement. Yeah, um, right. Victim mind. Victim, victim mind. But then yeah. you also need to have that desperation of like, you know, that kind of tough love that tells you, look, you're doing shit. Like you need to fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then, so you need both. What I mean by you need both inspiration and desperation is inspiration as in, look, like even if you are labeled as a loser right now from the society, from the teacher, from the old, pretty much all the adults that you know, I know that you're capable. I know that you're meant to be someone special. I know, like, I'm, I was born to this world knowing that I'm special. I have all this, like, gift of having different opinion, like, being different from everybody else. You know, like, that's an inspiration. That's a, that's a small voice of me telling me that I can be special, even if I was labeled as a loser. Like, this is not the destination that I should be going after. You know what I mean? So I was like very hopeful for possibility. I made sure that I saw that to myself, um, the possibility, right? Even if everybody was telling me that it was impossible for me to achieve anything, I, I still wanted to believe that. Otherwise I would be, I would feel so worthless, you know? So I had to create that for myself. I had to think that I was special. So that was the, sort of that was the inspiration came from like sort of like a revenge <laughs> motivation yeah, yeah and then another desperation as in like i i need to change like from my tough love like from my mother for example so that that's kind of my story i i basically became this like really bad kid trying to find who i was not fitting in into society when i was a kid and i just didn't know i just didn't know better i was a kid Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of times, man, you know, people people are not going to see, um, like, whatever you see for your life, uh, some people are just not going to see it. Like, no matter how much you try to explain to them, like, this is for me or this is the goal I want to I wanna achieve, you know, some people mm-hmm. just are never going to see that. And, you know, we... We as people, we kind of want people to like understand everybody to understand what we what we trying to do, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, it's kind of unfortunate that some people might not believe in you or might not see the goals that you're trying to accomplish. And um, I mean, but as a person, man, you no, know, if you really believe this is this is the right path for you, you just gotta go on that path and just um, but at the same time, make sure you're acquiring the the right um um information to help you along the way and like you said uh, try to surround yourself around the right people and if you are around the wrong people um just try to surround yourself with positivity and to achieve your goal and um mm-hmm. you know i believe you're doing that now and so like was was that did that make you like the, the decision for you to go to america and um and to um you know go to school in the united states um was that, mm-hmm. did that like stem right. from all of that? Yeah. So, you know, one thing, if I can say anything about me, one thing I can say is I'm courageous. That I have to, I have to take, um, I, I have to say about me. Uh, because by the fact that I decided to be, um, 
not follow the again once again like rules then i consciously decided that i prefer to be a bad kid if i had to uh you know to follow my instinct for to follow um the true sense of who i am to you know express who i am like that takes courage you know what i mean like a lot of kids for example i know that it was not only me who felt different or something but then they were in this system where they had to be the same as others and then for if you practice that for a long time you will become the average but then in the beginning no human beings are so ordinary like all of us have creativity, all of us have these ideas and, and everything eventually get kind of um, like disappear as well mm-hmm. as you are trained by the system, the system of, you know, socialization and everything. Right. So in that school, like in that school environment, I know that like it was not only me, but then I decided to be different. And even if it meant, even if there was a lot of uncertainty to become someone who was different than the rest of the rest of the classrooms, right? right. So that being said, um, one thing that I would say about me is I am courageous. I always have been courageous, and so going to the United States also, uh, it came from my courage. I just knew that if I were to stay in Japan, the only way I could be at that time successful was to follow the rule, right? Once again, mm-hmm. the only way I could re- like pass that bar of like being failure and then becoming into someone who's respected, who's successful is to be the majority. And I really didn't want to be that way, you know? All right, all right. So I was searching for my solution and USA definitely came up in an early phase of my, you know, uh, searching because my mom told me he she she also studied English and then she also lived in the States for maybe three months or something. And she always put me this thought of like, you know, going to national, like the world is not as small as only Japan. So I always, on my back of my head, I always had the idea of like going abroad. So, and then USA just seemed like such a country of opportunity and seemed like it's a land of a place where you can be who you are, where you can have opinions. And then even better, you are more successful if you have opinions. So it just looked a perfect place for me. So I decided to make a move once again, even though I had a lot of uncertainty, I didn't know what was going to happen. I wouldn't have any friends, parents, nothing. Um, But then I just like jumped in, in, just like I had been courageous at the at the time, I also was courageous, I guess. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to take a leap of faith, you know, sometimes when you want to, you know, maybe um, experience new things or just to see what could happen. Like, you would never know until you try, you know. And um, mm-hmm. some people, you know, kind of struggle with that. Like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to just stay where I'm at. But, like, you're not really able to grow if you just, you know, stuck in one place. Exactly. And, and something I, that I said the other day on my social, this is a quote. Um, so someone said, if you are not looking like a fool, you're not setting your goal high. 
So yeah. meaning that like if you just stay where you are and then in that comfortable place where everything you are familiar with everything, like you're not setting your goal high. Like like you said, like you need to kind of jump into this uncertainty and uncomfortable situation. And that's that's the time where you really needed to grow and your capability are is very stretched, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there have been multiple times in my life where I I don't know if I did it intentionally, but I had to kind of put myself into that shoes right. um, because I was always kind of furious. And on my bottom of my heart, I always knew that the more struggle I go through, I become more valuable. Like in a true sense, not talking about legitimate bullshit. I'm talking about as a human being. Right, right. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Um, yeah, man, like, you know, sometimes when we do certain things, you know, everybody's not going to understand. Like, you know, some people might have said, you know, why she's going, why is she going to the United States and doing all this, all this stuff? You know, like she doesn't know what's, what, what can happen. You know, she has a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty, but you got to do what's best for you. And, um, you know, you can't always follow everybody's opinions. Like it's always good to, you know, you want to listen to some people's opinions on what they have to say. But if you base your whole life around everybody's opinions, you're not going to be your own person. You're just going to be a person that just follows everybody else and not never listening to what you want to do. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, so when you when you went to the United States, um, what school did you go to and what did you study? I studied business and economics, but I also took uh, some time break, and then I decided to work in American like workforce because I never experienced that. Right, right. Um, yeah, so that's what I studied. Uh, I was always interested in business and economics. Economics more because. The, here's another interesting story, I guess I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to major in business, but then I decided, like I said, like I decided to take a break and like see the world. And at that time, I decided to work with, uh, work for and work with entrepreneurs. I was in Seattle back then. Um, and then Seattle has such a like large tech entrepreneur community. Right. So... I was working in that environment and I, I saw so many people um, like just talking about their visions and the way they thought of visions were very like super macro, you know, like they weren't really about the money. They were more about the advanced of human, like the ability of humanity. Like they wanted to advance the capability of humanity by technology like i was so impressed inspired by the how big of a scale they were thinking about future and you know in the business a lot of things are numbers oriented and not to say that business is bad Uh, capitalism i i'm frankly i'm very glad that we're practicing capitalism as a society a system of society right now but i think i'm more intrigued by the impact of money in people or the impact of the society in people 
technology in people, like innovation in people. So I'm not so money, money oriented person in that sense. Mm-hmm. I care. I'm always caring about the in, impact in people. So, uh, I wanted to study economics over business because I thought, okay, so then how can I be the next generation leader who are able to tell what is truly important or useful for humanity in the next generation? And I thought economics was the exact study I could study um, because it teaches you not only about numbers and finance and businesses, but it, it also, it, and definitely it includes the elements of that in the study, but then it touches way broader perspective uh, of society, right? Like it, it teaches you about education, it teaches you about technology, it teaches you about uh, like international trading, like, you know, so variety of mixed things, I thought, okay, why don't I go more generalist than, you know, specific business? Because I wanted to um, know more about uh, the impact of everything, how everything works in people rather than in money. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that that does make a lot of sense. And, um, And yeah, so like when you were over there, like what what else did you see that was different in the United States that that was different in Japan? Like what different Mm. things did you see? So, you know, another thing that was interesting, actually, you kind of mentioned this earlier is that, um, I forgot how you said it, but one thing I noticed is that after I came to the USA, it wasn't even about country. But I also learned about myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Like before, when I was in Japan, when I knew only Japan as a society, like I, like I said, I thought I was unique. I thought I was opinionated. I thought I was independent and all these things. But then when I studied, I worked, studied, lived and everything in America, I noticed that I wasn't all these things. And then this was kind of challenging to me because, you know, I was thinking some way about me, my identity, and I had to challenge that once again uh, in the process of starting my life from up. Huh? Mm-hmm. Let's start my life up from <laughs> right. scratch once again in another country uh, with a different culture. So that was something I learned, not necessarily about country, but about myself. And I think because I, I was able to see myself in a different culture like that, I think I deepen more understanding of like who I want to become. Right. So that was very interesting. Um, I would say that's probably one of the most interesting thing, rather than like learning about culture, like you're really learning about yourself. Yeah, I mean, cause um, I mean, they do say, they do say the United States, the United States is a melting pot of different cultures and um, different backgrounds and um, you know, I know for my even as a person that you know grew up in the United States my whole life and um, born and raised in Virginia, you know, even when you go to different states, you know, it seems like every state is a different country. You know, like I can mm-hmm. go, I can, I can go on a trip to Los Angeles, California, and I can see like 
the whole way of living is different from how I live in Virginia or if I was to go to New York or if I was to go to Florida, Texas, it's like, you know, you're learning, you're still learning about yourself even as an American, you know, and I can imagine how someone like you, you know, or anybody else that come from a different country to come over here, you know, it's like a, um, like a big thing, like, man, so much different things out here, like, that I never knew about. And, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely are able to learn about yourself. And I'm pretty sure if I was able to go, you know, to Tokyo, I would learn a lot about their culture and learn more about myself. And I can learn more about, well, man, in the world mm-hmm. is, is bigger than just where I'm from, you know. And you learn mm-hmm. to appreciate different things like that, too. Like, you know, you learn to appreciate, um, you know, different people's cultures and how they live and, you know, just people in general. So... Um, exactly i think it takes a little bit time though for you to really process that information because at first when you adapt to a new culture you're basically just like accepting it as it is and you don't have any opinion you're just like you know you can't take it no more like if uh, how do you say like you're so busy keeping up with the culture you know keeping up with the new information right new culture but then after a while, you actually start understanding your position to it. Like, is this something you like? Is this something you want to practice? Is this something you want to acquire as a part of your personality? Like, this comes in in the next phase, I think, after you actually understand that culture. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and yeah, by the way, what? Um, so when you went to school, what, what state were you in during that time? I was in Seattle. Okay, you just said Seattle. Um, yeah. So I, so and I thought, then I moved to Miami. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I, I was about to mention Sorry that. So I was like, did you, um, I saw that you, that you were in Miami at one point when I was looking up, you know, things, different things that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, you got something to say? No, no, no. I, I no, I was going to say like how, how I made the move. But did you have any other question? Um, no, that was, um, that's for, that was pretty much it about that. Okay. Um, Right. So I, this is like another story that I can tell mm-hmm. is that, um, once again, I was courageous <laughs> and then I wanted to, uh, build my life up again because the life in Seattle was getting kind of boring. Cause I was like, I already knew people. I already knew everything. I already made the connections and all. And all. So I was like, <laughs> I'm looking for the next challenge. Right, <laughs> so right, right, right. I decided, like, at the time, my option was either to go back go back home to Japan or to go to Miami, like, move to another state. And Miami has been one of the most favorite, pra- uh, one of the favorite city of all, all entire America, uh, right. ever since I moved to America, because I was going there quite oft- often mm-hmm. in vacation. And then I was like, okay, well, why don't I move to Miami? So I made a move, right? But at that time, I really wasn't sure if I was doing something correct, right? I kind of just followed my um, intuition, instinct. And the only thing I knew was that there was something exciting in Miami. Because, well, first of all, like I said, it's going to be a new beginning again. I'm going to get to... I'm. I get to experience that, like, you know, excitement and, like, uncertainty once again. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is, um, 
second thing is I just know that there was a lot of um, successful people living in Miami. Right. Um, and then that's only, I, and then the second thing I didn't quite know what it was about, about the successful um, people that I was attracted to, but in the end, I find out what it is. So I'm going to get to it. Okay. Mm. So <clears throat> at the time, I just wasn't, I really wasn't sure if I was making the right move. And at one point, you know, I was struggling so much in the beginning because like I said, like I'm starting once again from nothing and I didn't have any connection money, like nothing, literally, like I barely found a place to live. So at the one point I had to move from one place to another, like in a matter of week. And wow. <laughs> what was so interesting about this is that I actually met people who were living like me <laughs> a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, so, you know, it was really exciting uh, to me because I smelled a lot of desperation. And then, <laughs> so again, okay, so here's the story goes. So one day I was just like really sick of it. I just had it enough. I felt like, oh my God, like I'm not delivering any results. Like I'm not getting a job. I'm not like settling down. Like, oh my God, like I was panicking. And then I kind of went back to the option of just pursuing that corporate leather, right? Uh, just getting a respected job. I speak full English and Japanese and, you know, I have a lot of value that I can provide and everything. Right. So um, I got an interview and then it was my my final interview with this corporation. And it's this company is massive, like huge. And then everybody knows this company type of company. So my final interview was a, a former CEO of Uber uh, oh, wow. Japan. Okay. And then I was like searching him on internet and everything, you know, you know, because I was so nervous. I, I didn't know how he was going to think of me. And one of the questions he asked me was, so why did you move to Miami? And I literally could not come up with any good answer. I could not come up with this like corporate answer at all because I just basically just followed my instinct, uh, intuition, which wasn't even clear about like how to word it, right? I just right, knew right. that inside of me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't say anything really. And then my answer wasn't very persuasive for me, uh, for him. So I finally just didn't get a job, right? But that was like amazing thing that happened to me now I think of it. And I always thought that incident as my failure, like I always referred back to that point as my point of failure. But then I was grateful that I couldn't answer because, you know, like that's that part of me that just needed to learn not the, you know, not to look like this respected corporate someone, right? Like who just decided to follow the so rule of society, wanting to be successful in the name of, like in the name of other people's opinion, in the definition of other people's opinion, and just pursue what was not natural to them, but then what was natural according to the society, right? right? But then I decided once again, that was not the path for me. And I wanted to learn this. I wanted to learn how to be capable 
in the environment where, like I said, you you know you have no connection, no money, no nothing, no resource, but then you still need to survive, right? Like it's a pure survival skill. Mm-hmm. And then in that, there's a lot of desperation that a lot of people cannot take. A lot of people are not courageous enough to take. And then in that desperation, you still like really grow, expand. Like you need to be strong in that position, right? Like the only option that you have is to be strong in that position. And then that really raises your bar of standard that really raises you as a leader. You're, you, at the core, you become more capable at the core. Like, I'm not talking about some like, you know, corporate bullshit. Like you're not building your resume. You're building your characteristic. You're building who you are. You're building how much capable you are, not on a paper, but as a person. And I, I value that over being respected, you know, person working on a nine to five, getting like lots of money, blah, blah, blah. Like that is not attractive to me more than um, like really acquiring the skill to be leader, really acquiring the skill to be someone who's capable in the real world. So at that time, I really didn't know how to word it out. But I knew that there was something in this desperation that I really needed to explore with my skin, with my eyes. And then that's also another study that I did uh, when I was in college. I actually studied like what was the um, critical factor that was common among like millionaires and like you know CEOs, and then. One of the things we found is that non-critical factor, one of the non-critical factor was education. So meaning that um, the CEOs who are making like millions of dollars, I forgot the exact figure of the numbers, but we found out that the more CEOs in that position were uh, not graduated like a proper high education. So right. what I want to say is that in Miami, like I said, I knew that there were a lot of successful uh, business owners and people. And then desperation was one of them that I needed to learn from them. I didn't want to be comfortable. I And I think, like I said, not many people can take this desperation, can take this feeling of uncomfortability. But the once again, the secret is in order for you to really be successful, you need to take that risk. You need to be okay with that desperation because in there you have mm, the trigger. You have the mm, cause of you becoming someone who's truly capable. Right, right. Yeah, and I like what you said about, um, you know, like as far as the education, um, especially in America, and I don't know if it's the same way everywhere else, but I know, you know, me going to school, you know, growing up, man, it's always been taught, you know, you got to, you know, go to school, make good grades in, in, in school, and then you're supposed to go to college and make good grades there and then, you know, get a good job and working nine to five and, so you get old and retire and then you can get, you know, your, you know, 401k 
and all that. You know, it seemed like that was always been like the um, the standard of how to live in, in the United States. But, you know, that's not always the case, you know, because, you know, I mean, you can go to college, but in the, but if you don't, that doesn't mean you can't be successful. Like you always have a goal and a dream you can reach. And, um, you know, if you want to work for yourself, if you want to be an entrepreneur, um, that's awesome. And you got to, like you said, you got to take the leap of faith and be um, believing yourself that you can do it. You know, nothing comes easy because if, it's, if it was so easy, then everybody else would be doing it, you know. So it takes a certain amount of um, perseverance to be able to um, do certain things, you know. And it's always going to be a level of uncertainty in whatever you do um, because you never know what's going to happen. It's like with the the whole COVID-19, nobody saw this coming, you know, but you got to be prepared to make it through certain obstacles in order to, like you said, become a better person and find more about yourself and to develop your character to be able to adapt to certain situations. So to me, man, I always think that things happen for a reason. And it's just up to us to be able to adapt and to be able to make it through certain things. Um, and based on your story and what what I've, you know, learned so far from you, you know, you you've always been that courageous person and and, and, and are willing to um have perseverance and you know, don't always look at the negative things that's always try to look at it as a positive, like even with you know, you when you had the interview with your job, um, you didn't get the job, but you know, that's, that's, that wasn't the end of the world. Maybe that wasn't what you needed to do. And, you know, you're, you're basically doing what you want to do right now. So, like I said, you know, to everybody out there listening, you know, um, don't look at failures as, don't look, don't look at everything as a failure. Don't look at nothing as a failure to be, to be honest, look at everything as a learning experience and as a way to be able to overcome that one situation to become, to be in a better situation. So, um, yeah, overall, just, you know, all got to make sure that we just, you know, um, keep moving forward. Don't let certain obstacles hold us back and just keep on pushing forward. So, yeah, most definitely. Um, so after you, you know, you went to school and everything. So now you have a book out and, um, it's, so is it out now or is it about to be released? About to be released. It's going to be released on August 27th, but I am already taking pre-orders on my website, uh, lifeupeducationtv.com. Okay, awesome, awesome. And you do have, and so you say you're the host of Life, Life Up, Up Education, Education TV. TV. Okay, so <laughs> um, how long have you been doing that and what made you want to um, come up with that? Is this like a way of producing content for what you do? Yeah, doing? well... Well, my biggest goal with that is, like I said, I want to make the positivity louder than negativity. Uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, for example, if you go on Instagram, um, you know, right now, all of the contents that's communicating to us is the how many followers you have is equal to your worth, for example. Right, like it's... Yeah consumed by so much capitalism, you know, concept, like girls who are, you know, who, who have big boobs and big boob, uh, big butts. And like, this is what's appreciated. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is no good. I, I don't want to be another one of those women 
who would encourage younger women who's about to be adult and to see or all they see is this kind of contents where we are telling them that that's being you know having big boobs having big butts is what's valued by the society this is the role model for you to become mm-hmm. i think we need to spread more message that's more authentic more content driven things that really um you know for example tell our kids that the numbers of followers is not how much you worth the how much money you have in your bank is not how much you worth but then you need to really authentically follow who you are and just try to be good a good person and i think there's lack of content in the internet like that right now yeah so i want to create more content like that where i want to inspire and teach young people also that like surface like how you look is not everything so let's you know let's build the world filled with contents um and filled with you know intelligence and filled with curiosity filled with you know those kind of things so that's my number one purpose but also i have a dream not dream i have a goal of uh creating actual tv show that's like um in between somewhere like um do you know impact theory tom tom billu mm-hmm. okay so that one and it mixed with ellen's show so a little okay. bit in, in entertainment and then also another uh aspect from education so that's my goal to have a show that is funny but also um inspirational and educational so that's why i have it there awesome awesome yeah that sounds like that's gonna be um a great thing i can't can't wait to see that um <laughs> but yeah i mean i like what you said about you know as far as social media because social media can definitely give us like a false impression or a false perception on how on life how life really is supposed to be um but that doesn't always have to be the reality um you know and it's like we're kind of ruled by the internet like you know everything that we see is based on the internet now and um it could be a lot of false perceptions and a lot of people that you might see that are living certain lives based on what pictures and videos they post you thinking that their life is one way but in reality it's not so i mean it's, it's always important it's to try to push the reality on the reality of the true reality on, on what life is supposed to be and that's just being yourself and not just thinking because if you see if you see the same thing over and over and over again you don't see any anything different then you're going to really end up thinking that that's how life is supposed to be so the more that we like you said um showing different types of content like more positive content and those younger kids can see all right well this is a different way of this person's living and this is kind of how i feel i kind of relate to them so it doesn't always have to mean that if i see like like you were saying about you know women you know with the the big boobs and big butts and this stuff like that like they think that's how they have to have to look like no like if you see different types of people then you can kind of relate more than to people that kind of are true to you so um that's awesome that you're doing all that thing all those things i'm I'm sorry to break this down to you but i kind of have to uh run to the next meeting okay 
So, but I had really, um, I really had a lot of fun today. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, all the questions that you asked me was like excellent. It was really cool. No problem. Um, but can I can I ask you one more thing before we get off? Oh yeah, of course. Um, can, you, can you just give like some uh, any um, quick advice you can give to any entrepreneurs out there? Mm-hmm. I would say, like I said, the game of self domination, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day you're bigger than your circumstances and situations. Um, It all comes down to your self questions, how you navigate through adversities or hardships. It's all in your head. That's what I would say. Awesome. Awesome. And where can everybody find you on social media so they can follow you and follow your content before we go? Yeah. So my content is called Life Up Education TV. I'm on, well, I have a website. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. So I have my profile up in the name of Knife Up Education TV on, across all these platforms. Awesome. Awesome. So, Nana, um, uh, thank you for being a part of our of my podcast. And um, like I said before, uh, whenever I can make it to Tokyo, I definitely would like to link up with you and um, just want to, you know, see what Tokyo has to offer. And, um, we definitely have to um, keep in touch and what we what, what we both got going on. And um, like I said before, I appreciate you being a, a part of the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. No doubt. This is episode 42 of the Caption World Podcast. Um, we see y'all on the next episode. Thank y'all. Have a good one. Peace.